The Healthy Charleston podcast is brought to you by Made to Move Physical Therapy. Made to Move Physical Therapy specializes in helping you get out of pain and get back to doing what you love. We offer relationship-oriented, one-on-one, individualized care to all of our clients, and we believe in putting the patient's needs first. If you'd like to work with me or any of our other physical therapists at Made to Move, check out the link in the show notes and get 10% off of your first session. We have locations throughout Charleston, Mount Pleasant, West Ashley, Somerville, and Daniel Island. Don't waste another day stuck in your pain. Follow the link and schedule an appointment today. Welcome to the Healthy Charleston Podcast, where we help you take ownership of your health and fitness. My name is Hannah, and I am here to be your source of accurate health and fitness information while spreading awareness about all of the different health and fitness resources available to you in the Charleston area. Be sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode. I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Healthy Charleston Podcast. This is your host, Hannah. And as your host and a physical therapist, it's my goal to give you accurate, realistic, and simple health information that you can use starting today to improve your health. So I really enjoyed today's episode with Diana and Joe. They are the owners and founders of Shift Pilates Body Shop, which opened around July in downtown Charleston. Um, they are also together, together and together. And so that was really awesome to hear their story, what brought them together, kind of their history before, and then what sparked them opening a Pilates studio together. And really, it was awesome learning a little bit more about Diana's perspective and her love of Pilates and what Pilates has done for her, what Pilates has done for her body and for her mind and just for her life in general. And then hearing Joe's side of it of, owning businesses, scaling businesses before, and then them joining into this venture. So we talk obviously a lot about Pilates, and we also talk about their their journey together, opening up a little bit more about the business, the struggles, the story there. They were super fun. This was an awesome conversation, so I hope you enjoy it. Before we start, if you get anything out of these episodes that contributes to your health positively or negatively, let me know. But I'd love to hear from you either with a DM on Instagram or even a podcast review. Otherwise, meet Diana and Joe. All right, everyone. Very excited for today's episode. I have Diana and Joe in the house. No, in the studio. Diana and Joe in the studio. I swear I practice this. What's up, y'all? Hi. How are we doing? Amazing. Amazing. Yes. How's your week going? Going very well. I feel like you're always amazing. It's like hard to... <laughs> it's a good answer. And it's a good answer. It is a it's good answer. It's better than not bad. That was a thing I was saying for Oof. a while. And I was like, what does not bad mean? <laughs> not bad. Not <laughs> yeah. good, but also Semi-okay. not bad. Okay. We're like two weeks from Christmas. Are we doing anything? Are we shopping? Do we celebrate Christmas? No, we wait till the last minute. Which is so smart minute. with four kids. I'm in good company then. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> My mom was like, have you done anything? I've gotten myself a few gifts, but I do that every month. <laughs> so we're good. So four we're, kids. We're presentless with four kids and two weeks out. So Well, they've already been warned that we're not doing a big Christmas with tons of toys. Yeah. They're aging out of that, I think. Are we still believing in Santa? Yes. So well, three six, of the four. Yeah. Six, the, seven, and eight years old, they still believe yeah. in Santa. The 13-year-old just having to keep a big secret. Yeah. 
She does well at. He does very well at. He does very well at that. He keeps it on the DL. He's, he helps us with the elf removal. Oh, that's Every cute. Every night he actually moves it more than we do. Which yeah. Is... Oh, we, have, we actually never even move the elf. <laughs> the kids come out <laughs> of the elf and move them like, really? Like, who yeah. it? That's it great. And then they play, now they have a thing where they play hide and go seek with the elf. Oh. And so they go hide and then Jude moves the elf. Oh, my God. And then they're like, he moved. They are just so like, they literally think the elf is moving. Yeah. So I didn't have el- an elf we didn't have growing anything. up. It's like no. a very kind of new thing. And some people are very against it. They're really? Like, yeah. What What is there to be against? Well, because the elf watches the kids. And if the kids. <laughs> this is a bit of a punitive nature to the elf. You know? <laughs> That's why it's the elf on the shelf. And then when they were real, it'll be like, the elf is looking. He's going to go back and tell oh, Santa in the North Pole. Okay. A little controversial. Little okay. bit. When I tried to change it around a little bit, because I try not to be like a hard no on a lot of things. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? We can have this in our in our home and try to put a positive spin yeah. on it. And so the way I kind of explained it to my kids was we because we had it before we blended our families. Mm-hmm. We had it when I had them by myself. And the way I spun it was, you know, do you know where Crystal is our elf's name? Do you know where Crystal gets her magic? No, I said, oh, kindness. Oh. So if you're kind and you have like, you treat people nice, there's kindness and magic comes from that. And you create magic. And then Crystal builds up her magic from your kindness. And then she, with her magic, she flies back to Santa Claus. So it's like kind of, you know, just a, a, yeah, yeah. I sort of use the complete opposite. Yeah, that's, I'm like, that's it. I'm <laughs> like, dude, Crystal's watching, bro. Like, you may want to drop that, whatever you're doing. <laughs> She's watching. <laughs> Got yeah. a, a nice little balance. Yeah. yeah. Good cop, bad cop. Well, so his, their elf was Thomas. Our elf was Crystal. And so when we blended, I don't know, you lost your elf or something. Well, we had to switch back and forth with my ex. Was the oh, yeah. Family. Yes. So we we're putting like, put in so her mailbox. She's like, oh my God, you've got the elf. It's your so week for the elf. <laughs> yes, I'll come drop in the mailbox. So the kids make up in their mind now, that's, that's Thomas. Thomas came back this mm-hmm. morning. And then they'll just say like, no, that's Crystal. Look, but they they all they're look the exactly same. Yeah. the same. Yeah. So they're, you know, I just like their imaginations about it. They yeah. have fun with it. So it keeps them entertained. It entertains right? them. And yeah. it's like a bonding thing for all of them. So there you, go. Yeah. you know what? We'll let it keep going. Good. Well, other than doing elves on the shelf, shelf. <laughs> What else do y'all do here in Charleston? Our fifth baby. Our oh, fifth child. Yeah. So twins. we got married a year ago. Uh, like two days ago. Yeah. And we opened the Pilates studio in July. So we kind of considered that our our, our baby, our union yes. baby. Is that what they call them? Union babies. They call them union babies. Yeah. Oh. Yes. So hmm. when you have a family that comes together and, and you have your you own have baby. One. Your union baby. Well, we're a little old for that. We already have four kids. <laughs> she, she, she missed that boat sale. So you just wanted a business instead of a yes. baby. Yeah, both yes. equally challenging. And yeah, it is like having it's literally like birthing out another <laughs> entity or a being. And it was, it was birthed, it was carried along and birthed. And now we're, it's in its infancy, you know, it's our four month old baby. So I feel like you, very have way, new. you have way more control over what is produced, though, right? Than a, than a child, right? We can control oh, the way yeah. it acts, the way it looks. It's way better. Have, it's, way, it's like a customizable baby, which is it's way easier baby. than an baby. actual baby. <laughs> so you had your union baby of Shift Pilates Body Shop in July. Yes. Yes. Tell us a little bit more. What is Shift all about? So we're 
still, it's like we're still trying to come up. We have its name, but we yeah. might not totally know. We're getting to know its personality yeah. and like a baby. its place in the world and what it's here to bring. But we generally know that, you know, this is a place where people, when you walk through the doors, you know, you shift. Like you instantly feel transported. And it's about the experience. And so, and to me, that's what Pilates does. Pilates is a way you move your body that can shift the way you feel in your body. It shifts the way you think in your mind. And when you're done, to me, you're shifted. Not only that, but when you're teaching Pilates, and you might say this a lot too, shift your weight this way. Mm. If you shift your body or if you just shift the way you're moving in just one tiny way, you know, you can change your, it just can be so powerful. And actually, Joe came up with the name shift. Oh, wow. So we were sitting there just like tossing back and forth names one day, and he said, shift. No idea where it came from, just... Well, he's like, well, I feel like I hear own. you say that a lot. Or like, I feel like, and I was like, but as soon as he said it, I was like, oh, uh, that's it. I think that's the one. Well, what's funny too is that the whole name sort of played into the location. It all happened with so much serendipity. So it was actually the location drove the birth of the business, which is usually the opposite yeah. way around. Mm-hmm. You conceptualize or know what you're least going to try to do. I was actually looking for a space for my other business, which is a vacation rental cleaning business. And we were looking for a warehouse space. And the realtor called me up one day and said, I got this spot on Meeting Street. Come check it out. And I walked in and honestly got my first thought. I was like, this should be a Pilates studio. Oh, wow. Just laid out in a way. And I just had a big garage door in the back that I thought would be cool. And she had sort of been struggling with Pilates. She'd been doing it for 13 years. She had a long run at it. And I thought, man, she could be doing this on her own. And she could be really doing well at it. And I thought if I was involved on the business side, we could really do something special. And... Funny enough, I just, just brought her there. And of course, she walked in. She's like, oh, this could never be a place. This is a garage. Like, and then I opened mean? the garage door. She's like, hmm, actually, I kind of like that light yeah. coming through the back. It does have a lot of great light. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I just called my business partner. I said, unfortunately, that warehouse is not going to work for our current business. But, but hey, we'll take would it. <laughs> you want to do a Pilates business with, with Diana? And she was on board with doing it. And so we called the real estate agent. And so we want it. But we want it for a non-existent business yet. And but what's funny, back to the name of Shift, that it's in an alley of old sort of burnt out body shops on Meeting Street where like the refinery is and mm-hmm. a couple other cool spots, but it's all being sort of flipped over and the place we're at actually was a junkyard in the back. So we, we riffed we riffed it off a shift from Quite like a shift. kind of a car yeah. and a body shop. So we right. sort of pulled Like right next this. door is a sign that says body shop. Yes. So mm-hmm. we free just... free marketing, basically. Yeah, right. so it sort of fit, it sort of fit the uh the neighborhood we're in and it just it sort of worked and obviously when we talk about shifting your movement and right. it was yeah kind of all worked so when you went to go look at this new space had y'all talked about opening a business together not at all I, in fact what's, what's funny and i tell people this that what sort of opened my eyeballs to the opportunity or thinking about the opportunity was she was at another Pilates studio in town and she would do classes, quite a number of them a week, but she would also do privates. Yep. And I remember sitting there, we were sitting there one weekend, I think on like a Sunday, and she was sitting there like feverishly text messaging a bunch. And I'm like, oh, who are you messaging? And she says, my clients, I'm setting up my privates for next week. And I thought to myself, well, wait a minute. So you do all that legwork mm-hmm. of scheduling all the people? And so what does the owner do? Like just open that back room door and you go in and actually do all the work and you do all the scheduling? I'm like, wow, that's a really cool. <laughs> I like that, that dynamic. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I can work that out. And so I started doing the math mentally of what they charged. And uh, I thought that, well, that there's an opportunity. 
Um, I, I like to also say that. <laughs> we're very big on. I, I, go ahead. What? Go no. ahead. <laughs> no, we're, we're good. We're good at allocating credit. I think we're both good at. Like you just said, I came up with the name, but I mean that was that was. Well, you did. Idea. Yeah, we have like a little tally mark system going on. Whose idea? Like who has the who has the most best? Ideas. And they also say in relationships you're never supposed to keep score. I know, I'm like so you're that's keeping a, score. No, that's, like a, that's, a, that's a metaphorical scoreboard. <laughs> Let me that she's not do that. We, f- we flip it over and we're like, yeah, that was you. You know, like you got to we give the other person there credit, and it, so it's kind of a game that we play. But um, I was now I forgot what I was gonna oh, say. Sorry, it's okay. Oh, if you like, you know, we like to talk about how we open this business together. I'm the Pilates instructor, but he's the business mind behind it. And there's no way that I would be able to shift would have come into existence if it wasn't for us doing it together. So I could have dreamed all my life, but I'm not sure I really have the personality traits to execute that part of it or to do it in the place in the way that I would envision myself doing it. You know, I could maybe do it like in a room in a small time one-on-one, but in my mind, I'd always like imagined having my own studio where you can have classes and have a community and people gathering together. And, but I guess when, if I go kind of relate that back to us as a couple and, you know, you asked, did we ever want to open a business Mm -hmm. together? It wasn't really something that we were talking about in that sense, but I think Joe and I are just good at, like we blended our families. Mm -hmm. Like we came together and sort of constructed this family that was a little bit of a web with four kids and other parents involved and other siblings on the other end involved. And I like to give ourselves credit and say, you know what, like we built this family, you know, on our own in the in the way that we wanted it, you know. And so I think it's not a bit family is not a business, but I think in a way like we learn that we work really well mm-hmm. together and I think that that do you agree? Like yeah, gives no, us the no. I agree. I think what I, th- I, th- I think what I do for you is oh, let's find out. Let's keep score. You want to oh, grab a marker? Um, no, that, that, this <laughs> is strictly on the professional side. What I think I do for her <laughs> is that I think uh, what I try to do is is take out all the noise of mm. running a business, which I know that you're aware of, and there's a lot of it, um, and to free her up, right, to do the thing that she likes to do. And what's interesting about that is that I, I sort of I think I also realized pretty early on that. Although she loves the daily teaching of Pilates, I don't think that's how she wants to spend every day of her life, mm-hmm. especially going forward as she starts getting more into the branding and marketing side of things and the building of the community. Um, so you, you've got to get to some sort of scale, right, to be able to do that, right? So it's, it's helping her and I have that vision of what's the scale that we need to get to where you can do some of the things that beyond Pilates and the more ethereal layer of the brand growing the brand brand and and the philosophy behind um, Pilates and all that stuff. So really just trying to lay out the framework, lay out the path forward in a way that allows her to to kind of do what she wants to do. Ultimately. It sounds like you have a great balance that you love Pilates. And like we joked before, like you're the talent, like you have the vision, you love the thing, then he helps you execute it and bring it to life. And then like you said, if you can do all these other things and just help her do the thing that she loves and she's good at yeah. and just, I mean, really, you're basically like pimping her out. I, you know, I didn't want to say that. So your words, not but we mine, all felt it. but I feel like that's not a bad analogy. But it's great when there's a, you know, in a, in a business relationship or a romantic relationship or both, when you can let the other person shine, mm-hmm. because then 
you just have so much more growth because now the thing that you love is probably the thing you're really good at. Mm -hmm. And if you get to do more of that thing and better of that thing, and then you, obviously you really like the back end, the business, the operations, same thing for you. Like now you're, you're not trying to cross into each other's role and, you know, I'm going to do a little bit of this. You're going to, you know, Joe, I don't know when you're going to teach me Pilates, but I'd be, I'd take that class. (laughs) Maybe one day. You can both really do what you do well and, and grow from there. You know, it's it's interesting to to watch her do what she does because it, it, it can be a grind, right? And you don't really think about fitness in that way. And the instructors, like I, I've done the burn boot camps. I've done, you know, settings like that where you, you just kind of take the instructor for granted and that they're, they're just they there and they're teaching. No. Like it's outrageous. It's so Like I remember work. when she was at, and I'm not going to, I'm trying to remember not to say your former place of employment. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> um, but when she was there, she would say, oh, I worked 20 hours this week. And I'd be like, okay, 20 <laughs> Like whatever. <laughs> All right, sure. 20 hours. Wow. Yeah. You really grinded that one, <laughs> that one out. But then now witnessing it yeah. is crazy. Like that's a lot. Like that's a lot of verbal communication with people. It's a lot of holding things together. And a lot of movement lot of too movement. while you're talking. Yeah. And that doesn't account for all the time you're, you're thinking about what movements am I going to have this person do? You're yeah. making the playlist. Like exactly. there's all these little things yeah. that unless you've coached or you've instructed or you've taught, you don't realize how much goes into that, you know, one hour boot camp that you take. Unbelievable. Yeah. It really. So it, it, it opened my eyes in that way to see it on a daily basis. Like, wow, it really is a grind. Mm-hmm. Um, and more to the point of like, let's try to make this as comfortable for her as possible and mm-hmm. take the noise out. Well, you really have. Oh. Like for the first time I've been able to – just focus on what I'm really good at and really build relationships with people and really give them the best experience possible. You know, well, what's interesting is when you're married, and I know that you know this, well, or we're on, on the, on the path to yeah. that, mm-hmm. right? Is that that sort of my role, that sort of it, it bleeds into the personal, right? So it's like mm-hmm. worrying about the dinners and worrying about what are we having, yeah. you know, how are the kids getting where they're going tomorrow and all that stuff. So that freedom that I'm trying to free up you know, to get to give to her, that extends to the house, right? Like, let's make sure all those ducks are in a row um, because teaching six hours in a day and coming home and have to worry about that is yeah is also a thing. So uh, it's, it's like decision fatigue and like the mental load. Like <laughs> yeah. now you just get to really I work mean, on. sometimes I feel like I'm the boxer like in the ring and he's like, yeah. okay, but he's like, yeah. okay, go back out, you know. But there's like, a reason that there's like yeah. those roles. Well, yes. And we also know in the end game what we're going towards. Mm. So it, I don't I think we do really good at not getting tied up or bogged down by like the day in and the day out mm. and knowing that we're ultimately chasing something years and years yeah. down the road. And that's what doesn't wear me down. And I don't think he gets I don't think we get worn down, you know, you're going for something much bigger and you can much, you can see the light. Yeah. And we know what we're working towards. And if one of us happens to forget a little bit, we remind the other person and we're yeah. like, yeah, you're right. You know, you just show them the ring. You're like, hey, you remember this? Yeah, like, that. there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny, but we, we talked about it before we came on is that, you know, you've there's so many like parts and pieces to it all, you know, and, and just she, you keep on your own keep a lot in the air that i try to help you keep up in the air but there's a lot with the family and everything it's just oh yeah four kids you make me cry i love when we like start the podcast with couples they just start like gassing each other up and like it's like you just needed the mics yeah to now like this is like a therapy this is also a therapy yeah i'm actually not even recording but she hired me to be your therapist for the day this is really working this is really working 
I would like to get some more background on Diana, your journey with Pilates Mm -hmm. and just like how you found it, you know, what purpose did it serve then? What does it serve now? And then how you became, I know you have a lot of education, a lot of training. Tell me a little bit more about that. Um, Out of high school, I went to college for um, education uh, and specifically health and fitness. So I got certified as a health teacher and a PE teacher. I did that right out of four years of college. And while I was doing that, I coached high school soccer, girls high school soccer in the town I was teaching in. And I went and did my master's at the same time in educational leadership with the goal of moving up from teacher to be a director. I wanted to be the director in a district of the health teachers and the PE teachers and coach. That's kind of where I saw my life going. And about three years into that, I think I realized um, that public education was not necessarily a place that I wanted to stay in. Um, I also, at the same time as all of that, became certified as a personal trainer, and I was working in a gym. So I had a a lot going on. Mm -hmm. Through my personal training, I was what led me into Pilates because uh, I'm teaching all these people strength and plyometrics and, uh, you know, jumping over hurdles and doing all this stuff. But I'm realizing that there's a lot of core. And core was like a really big buzzword way back then, 2010 or nine or something like that. But, and I guess I'm a curious person and all my clients were having really good results because I was being drawn towards movements that were like a lot of core strengthening movements. And so I was like, okay, I need to learn more about this. So when I get interested in something, I just go down. She dives in. I dive 100% in. And so I was like, I didn't even really have the intention of becoming a Pilates instructor. I said, I'm just going to go get certified. I'm going to go do the training so that I can understand and it will help Mm -hmm. me as a personal trainer. Well, that didn't (laughs) last very long. I went and did the – usually when you start your Pilates certification, you start with mat. And that's where Pilates starts is the mat, the floor on the floor, the repertoire. And I went for my first weekend of training. It was two days. And I guess I just jokingly say to myself or other people when I'm talking about it that I drank the Mm Kool-Aid. And I mean, I just drove home from that certification just feeling like the top of my head was touching the roof, the top of my car. (laughs) You know, I felt so tall. And being a person who was like on the treadmill for hours every day, running outside, lifting really big weights, um, was a soccer player, lots of running, lots of, you know, I was active, I was fit. But when I went to that Pilates certification, I sat on the ground and I was like, this hurts. It hurt me just to sit on the Mm. floor. I was so tight. I was so like out of alignment. And I didn't realize that all of that movement, movement, movement with no um, focus like on my body and my mind and my core and my my back. And I had knee problems. I had ankle problems. I had injuries from soccer Mm. and running injuries. So I guess when I unbewittingly came into Pilates looking how to help my clients better, I realized, oh my God, this is going to help me. (laughs) And it slowly transformed the way I looked at myself in the mirror. You know, looking at myself as like something that was like a tool or, you know, just pushing my body. I guess my maybe I'm so, I like to move so much because I have a really busy mind. And so moving my body was always like my release. 
And I would just do that to the all the way to the mm-hmm. extreme, you know. And so Pilates was a way for me to keep me like entertained and to keep me interested, but to move my body in a really healthy way and to have a better conversation with my body and look at myself with more love and respect and less like you need to run six miles because yourself, you yourself. have to run six miles, you know? Yeah. You know, so that's, that's amazing. Thanks. It sounds like it allowed you to like love yourself and love your body again. It, yeah. Like I, when I say Pilates changed my life, I, I genuinely mean it changed my life. Like it changed the course of my life and my body and the way I looked at the world and the way I looked at myself. Yeah. I feel, I feel like that's why you're so successful and why you're the talent, as we say. <laughs> Because it's so, it's just so authentic and it comes across so authentic. Um, definitely to your clients. Definitely for me, just being an onlooker. I, know, I mean, I, I do Pilates now, which we can talk about mm-hmm. at some point in this, that she's converted me to the Pilates world. But <laughs> it, it's, it, she just comes from a very honest place about it. And I think that really is transmitted by the way she, she treats, like she, when she teaches and she speaks about it to her and she has conversations after class, before class. Like I just think all of that history comes through. And people can feel that, and they, I think they, they add, it adds value, right? It adds value to their time at our studio. Like, wow, this is coming from someone that really believes in it and is knowledgeable about it. So and they can relate to it. And they can relate to yeah. it. Yeah. So many people struggle with the same thing. With- right. And I, I struggled with think those things at a young age. Mm-hmm. As like a 22, 23, 24-year-old, and even as a teenager, I used to get spasms. Like, I have a scoliosis. Um, And all of that hard movement, I'd wake up in the middle of the night with back spasms, neck spasms, I'd get spasms in school, walking down the Mm, hallway and have to go sit at the nurse's office. And, you know, imagine being in middle school, like a 13 year old with a back spasm. And a girl too. Yeah, it's tough enough. Right. I know. So um, that's when I started really healing myself, I guess, is when I found Pilates and I had sprained my ankle so many times in soccer. Yeah that the ankle pain that I just lived with, I couldn't bend down in the grocery store and get something off the bottom shelf. I couldn't get back up. Oh, man. I'm 23 years old. I should be able to do that. So I say, like, if I start teaching a young person and they're maybe in their 30s, I say, you know, you can get away with a lot when you're younger and you can get away a lot with unhealthy eating and you can get away with a lot with not really healthy movement. But at some point in your life, it's going to catch up with you. Mine just caught up with me way earlier in my life. And so when I work with people who come to me and they bring something, I've lived through that. I've healed myself. My ankles don't hurt me anymore. My knees don't hurt me anymore. I can get on and off the ground with no pain whatsoever. So at the end of the day, when I tell when I talk to people about Pilates and whether you know it's working or not, it's, well, how do you feel in your body? Are you moving around in your life better? Do you feel more energized? Do your clothes fit you a little differently and not because you lost weight, mm-hmm. but because your posture and your physique is transforming? Like, do you feel comfortable? Do you feel mobile and capable? Right. Like, do you feel like you could move well for the next 20, 30 years? Yeah. That's what people don't realize is the way that those habits eventually will affect you. They're not just short term. You know, I think about in college, what do you what do you do all the time? You drink and you don't sleep and you party. Yeah. yeah. And like. You get away with it in college, and by the time you're a senior, you're like, oh, my gosh, I can't do this. Mm -mm. And just imagine doing that now. But I see so many – I think that we we see more now than ever, especially women who just constantly crush themselves in the gym. I have to do this. 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 And it doesn't come from a place of I want to take care of my body so I can 
be functional and independent and capable as I age, it's almost from a punishment yes. perspective. Yeah. It's like yeah. I ate too much yesterday, so I need to go to the gym tomorrow yeah. and I need to burn those calories off. Well, and it's it's and it's a lack of um, any ability to delay gratification, right? So like everything needs yeah. to be instant and happen instantly. I want to lose two pounds for spring and break to tomorrow. To yesterday, right? Yeah. I'm going to starve like, myself. So I'm not yep. going to eat. I'm going to, you know, kill myself over it. Um, and that's, it's funny. I was, I was thinking, I don't know why this has been in my head lately, but I've been thinking about how slow and subtle Pilates is. And I like, I think about like the reverse negative, like, like I'll, I always think about like alcohol, right? Alcohol can be very corrosive over a long period mm-hmm. of time. Like people think, oh, it's the heroin and all the hard drugs, but it's like, actually alcohol is the most corrosive yeah. and over a long, cause it's so readily available and it's so easy to like consume. Like the silent killer. It's just a silent killer. It takes a long time to really do its damage. Like Pilates is like the opposite of that. Like it takes a while to, to understand what you're doing and what you're achieving. And I sort of use it as a um, subsidy to, I like to run a lot. Um, and as a subsidy to that, as a way to maintain limberness and and to to be sprite and have movement that doesn't hurt and just, you know to feel stretched and taller, like that all feeds into whatever other stuff you're doing, right? And it helps the other stuff you're doing. And that that's what I've gotten. From You'll it. be able to run longer in your life, yeah, if you do Pilates alongside of it. Totally, you're just like taking care of yourself. It, it yeah. it's like taking your car to the. To the shop, to, to the, the body the shop. shop. Where you do some shifting. There you go. <laughs> Did you plan that? That was nice. I'm sure <laughs> that. that was good. Um, but no, it, it's funny because I, I was that person, right? I was that person. Like I got to go to burn boot camp six days this yeah. next week because I ate like a pizza and a dozen wings for football, and I've got to like. So all right, six days next week, I'm doing it, right? And we just like get to the third day, and I'm just like, oh my. You know, just worn, yeah. just beat. And then you go <laughs> to drink beat. and eat on the weekend. Yeah, I'm like, all right, we'll turn this cycle back again. And you can't right. sit on the floor without uh, pain. Yeah. And, and and there's also like a, there's, there's like a, a metaphysical, uh, people make the connection to yoga a lot. There's a, there's a mindfulness to it that I enjoy, a peacefulness to it that, that I enjoy. Um, That's what I've noticed too. Um, and I think I said this to you when we first met, like the, it's almost like soothing. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. peaceful. It's, mm-hmm. I think a lot of the times you know, we, we love working out. We're in this room. It's normally like very stimulating yeah. a workout. Yeah. But with Pilates, like the, the few times I've done it, I've always just felt like it's very, it's challenging, but just like more relaxed. Yeah. Just like a little. Which sort of feeds into the, is it really working thing? Right. Because like yeah. I said, it's that changing of yeah. that mindset. Like I didn't wear myself out. I do it, feel okay. It, Pilates is a slow game. At first, you're going to move slow. You're going to do a lot of reps. You're not going to understand what you're doing right away. You're going to be like, what is she talking about? And like you said, it's that slow, like right now we've been open for since July, so maybe three to four months. And the people that have been coming since we opened are, you know, the people who mm-hmm. signed up right when we opened. I love them all. Um, they're all of a sudden coming up to me and saying, you know, it's finally starting to click. Mm-hmm. They're like, I've been coming and I've kind of been like not really totally understanding. And I'm like, you know, you're so brave and courageous to just stick with something that doesn't give you the instant result. And that's that delaying of gratification Mm -hmm. that you're talking about. But now all of a sudden, three, four months in, they're like, now I'm starting to feel strong. Now I'm starting to feel my body transforming and my the way I'm moving, you know. So if if people don't give up and they're willing to put in two to three times a week practicing, you're going to start to 
Right. And what's interesting yeah. for me about that is like, I obviously I'm always thinking about like the business aspect of it and that's the challenge, right? Mm -hmm. How do you keep someone engaged till they start seeing, how do you sell like, that? Right. How do you yeah. sell that? Right. And I think through us, it's that community. It's yeah. like, we, we do wacky things. We do monthly music playlists that we pass out to our, I love that. to our clients just because it's a way of, you know, making it feel like a second home to them, making it feel like a place that they want to spend time in and that, that, hey, they may be missing out if they don't show up. They might not get yeah. the playlist or they might not see the newsletter or whatever that may be. So that that's where my mind goes is how do we continue to edge in its education? I think yeah. someone mentioned the other day of doing like a, a body journal, which I, is a bit cliche, but like a way of doing it. So it, it's sort of you can say, hey, this is where you, we might be in three months and here's how we're going to get there. Yeah. And when they can see that path, they're much willing more to sign up and stick. Well, with what it. what she was saying was she's like, I didn't under, I didn't know this three months ago, but now I know. But you don't know it until you experience it from a exactly. client. From, from a, a client, client's right? So another business principle: always be listening to your clients. Yeah. Always have your ear out yeah. to what they're saying, right? Because yeah. that's where they're. Gonna... So she was like, "It'd be really great if you did a body journal, like a you know people mm, write in journals for their minds." It. But it's like your body. How did your body shift today after you did Pilates? Like you just shared. Yeah. Like I always feel really relaxed and I can explain why you feel that way but you know for them to have evidence because yeah. along the way you're kind of like blindly walking along the path trusting mm -hmm. and I see myself as the person that keeps those keep, keeps those people coming back yeah. for three to four months because I know I already know and I I try to hold them I hold them I hold their attention in other ways, sort keep of. Them engaged. I keep them yeah. engaged. I keep. They almost don't know why they keep coming back. Sometimes. <laughs> why am I here? They're like, I'm. I come back and I don't know why I'm here. But they're like, their bodies bring them back, right? Yeah. There, it's the feeling that they got. That's why they come back. Yeah. You know. Well, it's just like anything good in life, especially when you think about health, is the long game. Like it's delayed gratification, which yeah. means there's going to be times where. The work is hard and you don't know what the result is, is going to be. And you have to have a strong enough future goal, like y'all mentioned before, or why or a motivation. Like, yeah. what's the root? Why are you there? And I feel like a lot of like what you mentioned, a lot of business in the beginning is like, let's keep people around. And yeah. Then they'll start seeing results. Yeah. But it's like in fitness, you kind of have to hold people accountable. Yeah. And then, you know, if someone sticks around for three or four months, we know they're going to see results. Right. And I know if they see results, fast results in a week, it's not, it's, it's not long lasting. No. Right. Yep. And that's yeah. also hard from a, from a business perspective because you want, you know, I, I tell her all the time, like, yeah, we can grow the business right now, but we've just got to keep the people that are coming. Yeah happy and engaged and it'll it'll grow naturally and some and the, the sort of contradictory thought from a business point of view is that some people might not be a good client right they might not have the right motives or want to be there or and that's okay that's okay for someone to come in once and say hey it's not really for me right yeah then try to pull them along to something that right. yeah. ultimately yeah. They, won't, they weren't not ready for or won't be you know happy with in the long run because it just doesn't suit their needs so that's tough you know because you know most businesses like i come the more the better yeah, everyone yeah. come we'll figure it out we'll sort it out but it's not it's not that way it's like having like an italian restaurant and you want someone who hates italian food instead of for like spending all your time trying to get this person to like italian oh, yeah. food yep go for all the people that love italian that's right. food yep let this person go get a burger yeah yeah. And we both believe that before we started this business, I'm totally okay with someone coming in and trying me out and being like, no, thank you. I'll be like, thank you for trying. Yeah. Next, you know, like yeah. I want somebody to be here who wants to be here. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. So after that first like weekend course, you drank the Kool-Aid, you were hooked. Yes. And then how did that turn into opening shift? 
Well, after I got certified, um, I left teaching. I went and went on to get my full comprehensive certification, which is like a year to get. I'm like, it's forever. Yeah. It's a lot. 500 hours. Uh, So it took me about a year to do that. Uh, And then I started just teaching my friends and out of my house in a room. And I got a reformer and I got a couple other pieces of equipment that fit into a bedroom and just started having my friends come over and teaching them and they were loving it. And so they were telling other people, telling other people. And so I decided where I was living at that point to open a studio and I opened a studio called the Pilates Room because it was based off the room in my house was we all just called it the Pilates Room. And uh, that was just like a private, you know, equipment wise, it was one on one. I could do larger mat classes like on the floor. Um, then I moved to Charleston, worked out of my garage, had all my equipment in the garage on James Island. Where were you before you moved to Charleston? Upstate New York. Oh, wow. Okay. Big change. Yes. Very big change. So I moved all my stuff down here. I was teaching out of my garage. Same thing. Made all new friends. All the friends started coming, started telling all their friends. And then um, rented a couple places around town. Then I moved back into my house, out of a room in my house, had my children, then I started working at somebody else's studio. And so just along the way, it was kind of like I kind of, kind of had always had my own little spaces mm-hmm. from the moment I started teaching, taught in um, a few other studios in Charleston. And I guess I just got to the point, I guess it's long, I've been teaching long enough that you kind of have developed yourself as as a teacher, as I want to say I'm an expert, but I've gotten to a point where I've been teaching for 13 years. Yeah. You know, I once counted up all the hours and I was reading that book. Um, 10,000 hours. 10,000 hours mm-hmm. of something. Oh, yeah. You I was like, that. you fit that. Much. I've yeah. done like 25,000 hours. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, you know, when I read that, I gave myself that credit and I kind of realized, you know, I've been in this game a long time. I've learned a lot. I've put in my heart and my mm-hmm. soul and... You know, and I've done it in every which way. I've taught in my house. I've taught in a space I rented. I've taught in somebody else's studio. At this point, how would I do it? Ooh, you know, like, what yeah. would I do if I could do it? And that's what this place is, is like yeah. everything the way that I would just love it to be. And so. It's yours. It's mine. Yeah. So how did that lead you to Joe? I want to know. What, well, did you, you start Pilates 13 years ago, too? I, I've been following her from <laughs> upstate New York. It's no. Long. Stop it. Stalker. <laughs> Gosh, we have a lame dating app story. Yeah. You know, that's how it tends to be these days. Um, yeah, no, we met on a dating app, I guess, three and a half years ago. Right after everything opened up after COVID. It yeah. was like the first night. Like the, first, the first night we were like, we need <laughs> adult I was, interaction. I think it was like my play on the app. I was like, hey, COVID just lifted. You want to go grab a drink? Like that was my in, right? Yeah, you, couldn't even, you couldn't go <laughs> in restaurants. Time. We could only sit outside yeah. dining. Oh, man. So yeah. And I like, wore a t-shirt and it was freezing and I shivered the whole time and she laughed at me. She Where'd like, you go? We're at Jalisco uh, on James Island oh, on, cute. The, on the patio and I was freezing and I was like, and I was kind of like, is this guy okay? Like, he's like hunched over and shivering. I was like, <laughs> I was so cold. I'm like, why? I was like, now? so it could be cold or he could be Maybe like a drug a addict or yeah. something. Yeah. Um, At what point did you figure it out? <laughs> I mean, I think uh, we're good today, right? Well, he was like, I used to own a restaurant on James Island called Stereo 8. And I was like, oh, so you're, you can't be that much of a 
weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you have a resume. It's yeah. good. You have I references. If I, I was like, all right. So you're not just it. like nobody from nowhere that like, you know. So I was kind of like. And then he said, well, I have some red wine at home and I'll buy you some pad thai. Because I was, it was yes. literally a play to get out of the cold. I was That's like, like our dog at that point. Like if you need I was to like, bait wow. a woman. I was like, pad thai, I think I fell wine. in love with him right it's there. I was red like, red wine, pad thai. thai. Yeah. I was like, sold. Let's do it. All right. There we go. And then that was that was the end of the that was the end of it. That was a wrap. I think we talked every it? single day since that day oh, forward. Yeah. Cute. <laughs> yeah. And so then, what were you doing before? And I know you also have another business. So yeah, I had the restaurant in, I guess, the middle of the 2010s, the 20, around 2015 for a couple of years, and um, walked away from that with basically a very intense three-year MBA, right? Yeah. Like learned all about cash flow and payroll and all the things that, uh, yeah. that P&Ls and, P&Ls and all the things that you got to be mindful of. And, I, and it was, it was an ambitious play. It was a big restaurant. I learned a ton. I sometimes look back on it like, um, with like a bittersweetness, but knowing that like, I would not be where I am today without that defeat which it felt like a defeat at the time you know you start a restaurant with so so much hope in your own business and it was my first time doing it on my own so closing the doors after two and a half years was tough you know it was like there's some embarrassment to it um, yeah, some shame some shame um there's some financial fallout from those things and i didn't know what i was going to do I, I knew the only thing i did know is i never wanted to go back to nine to five i had done the corporate for 10 years i had done it at a very young age from like 23 to 33 um had sort of climbed up that ladder and achieved a lot in that and it was in publishing and had done quite well at it and thought okay i'm gonna try my hand on something that's my own and i had worked and grew up in restaurants so i thought that's one business i probably could work out not it was sort of ambition outweighing reason at that point right just like i'm gonna do it i'm gonna break th- break through a brick wall if i have to to free myself and liberate myself from this corporate <laughs> existence I think. yeah um, and some people find uh, and some people find extreme comfort in nine to five corporate jobs i just didn't it stifled a lot for me and and and, and I, I just love autonomy and be able to do what i want to do so open the restaurant close the restaurant didn't know what i want to do wasn't going to go backwards literally on the computer conceptualizing a few th- different startup ideas I had. And I'm like, well, I've got to make money somehow. And I was on Craigslist and there was a job for a cleaning person. And I'm like, I'm not above anything. I would, you know, clean the restaurant. I would do whatever. I was a very hands-on owner. And I was like, and it said very, it's like something like flexible hours, 15 bucks an hour. So I was like, that's something I can do in the mornings probably. And then go work on this hustle that I'm working on. And so I sent my resume to this, this, uh, at the time didn't know with this small business owner and she saw my resume and was like 10 years in publishing i owned a restaurant and you want to be a cleaner this is not really stacking up that's not this doesn't match the other resumes i've gotten uh, so she immediately called me or say i think she emailed me back in fact and was like um super intrigued would love to meet you and i i think the very next day i said well why don't i come down and we can have a conversation and I went down and I'll never forget it she was she, she had that look of an owner right that just that frazzled worn out at that point, I think she had four cleaners that were working underneath her, and she, uh, she had about forty properties. And I just, mm. we were on Spring Street. She she was cleaning for a property management company on uh, had a property on Spring Street, and I said to her, um, I just started peppering her with questions like, how do you make money? Mm-hmm. And what are your margins? You know, and she's looking at me just yeah. like, why did I like? And she, I, it, was, it was it was clear to me that pretty early on she was kind of doing it on the back of a napkin and surviving. Yeah. Although I applauded where she had gotten to that point, I was impressed that she had gotten to that point. But she said something. She said, you know, it's really frustrating as I turn away business all, all the time. And I said, 
No, it's coming from the restaurant Why? where I had just closed it and I was like looking yeah. out the window praying for cars to come in because that's what you do as a restaurant owner, right? You pray for the busy nights. And I just, it just stuck. I'm like, oh my gosh, you turn away business. Mm-hmm. Like, that sounds amazing. Like, uh, there's businesses that have too much business. Like, yeah. I didn't even heard imagine. of that. Like, that was such an, uh, an alien thought to me. So I was like, uh, we just really clicked. And I said, listen, uh, here I am. Here's where I am in life. Here's what I think I can offer you. I think I, I just went through a crash course of the restaurant. I understand a lot more now of, of the things that matter and, and how to do it and, and be efficient with process and make money. And I said, here's what I need to make a week to survive. It was as low as I could possibly yeah. go. I said, I'll do it as a contractor. We'll call it consulting. It'll be a couple hundred bucks a week. Um, but let me just ride with you, learn the business. Let me do it for a few months and let me see if I add value to you. And I literally shadowed her for, I think, three months in her car. You just asking questions, just went with her everywhere she went, asked questions. Started meeting the girls, started growing the business. Called every property management company. I said that the, the the days of us saying no to new properties are over. Yeah. I said whatever we can, whatever we can uh, take on, we'll take on, and we're, we're ready to grow. And and we got really fortunate along the way, and we've like ten x the business Jeez. a few different times. Yeah. It's grown to scale, and it's it's become really large, and it sort of funded our ability to do the Plotty Studio. Um, but it was it was such an interesting business to have a lot of business and, and deal with that the growth. And the, I'm very process driven in my my brain, um, and I say to her all the time, like, what's really cool is I, I'm, I find myself in a spot now where I can itch both sides. Like the restaurant was a very creative endeavor for me. Yeah, it was music and food and chefs and nowhere near as glamorous as it sounds, but it was at least creative. So having the the, the cleaning business and doing that process driven kind of business, and then having this side, mm-hmm. this other creative side, has really balanced me out. So it's. It's kind of brought me back to the restaurant days, the Pilates studio, which is cool. Yeah. yeah. Now you have the the blend of operations and the creativity. Yeah. That's a wild story that you were going to be, you were going to be a cleaning lady. I was prepared then, to do whatever it took. Yeah. And, and when I tell anyone that I talk to about that story, and I have been fortunate enough to interview people or, or to talk to certain people about that story and, and what I sort of hold as the kernel of, of wealth in it is that I wasn't, although I was in a very low like place in my life, I wasn't embarrassed to, to send a resume like that or to have the conversation because there's not many people that would do that, I don't think. And when I look back and go, now I'm a 50-50 partner on a, mm-hmm. a, a few million dollar cleaning business that we started and it was she was doing, I think, 150000 in revenue or something yeah. like that. To think that all led from me looking at an ad on Craigslist for $15 an hour. Like that, that's what I'm, I'm proud of, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm proud that I had, um, I, I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, above doing that. Yeah. Even though you had had all this history, you were still, you know, willing to do whatever it took. And then you provided her with so much value that she was basically begging you. And what's been interesting is, you know, that that was in 2017, late 2017. So it's it's been six years. Yeah. You know, it's been, or it's been five and a half years with her and her name's Shannon and she's amazing. And she's, she, she works harder than anyone I've ever met. And that's what really, worked for her and I is like I found another sort of grind you know yeah. a grinder and, and and waked up every day and thought about it and executed every day and so that was really and, and good to free her up right because she was living that really tough owner life where you're mm-hmm. in it you know you're, you're doing, in it, you're all, doing of it. it all of it and you know she one of the things <laughs> I always joke with her I remember asking I'm like I was like the first week I'm like so how do you figure out how many she was paying everyone hourly right mm-hmm. and so um 
we now pay people by the job, which is much easier to forecast and understand what you're yeah. really paying out. But she was paying people an hour. And I said, well, how do you know how many hours they worked during the week? She said, oh, they just text me at the end of the week how many hours they did. <laughs> like, yeah. see, they just blindly text you. Yeah. I worked 30 hours last week. I worked 400 yeah, hours. Yeah, that was like a 76-hour <laughs> week. That was crazy. Wow. And so like it was things like it, it was things like that where, you know, I saw so much opportunity. Like, hey, yeah. if we tighten this up and we do things a certain way, like, this could be super profitable. And it is a very profitable business if you get it right. Um, so... Yeah, it was a, it's been a journey. A lot of cool experience scaling too from starting something that's very small to then, you know, 10xing amazing. and now all these it's businesses. A, it's, it's amazing. I, I told I tell Shannon a lot and I tell um I tell Diana quite a bit like you you actually have to grow for it to get easier. In mm -hmm. a weird way, you have to get more business and get busier because then you can deploy people. Yeah. Like you have the resource to deploy people and have people underneath you that can execute. So in a weird way, you you because I used to say to Shane, we need more business. She's like, no, we're already slammed. And I said, well, yeah. no, the more we have, the more cash flow we have, we can afford some managers, yeah. some inspectors, and um, so that that that's interesting about about scaling up. Is that and oftentimes as an ownership, it, it, your challenges are different, but a little less pressing in a way. And now here we are. Mm -hmm. And now we're opening up. Am I opening that can of worms with a second? Yeah, what's next? Sure. <laughs> uh, see, I think our, I feel like our life is ruled by serendipity. Like it, things just yeah. happen. Um, sort of unbeknownst to us and what do they say about like luck it's like the crossroad of like opportunity and it's Action. like being it's Ooh. like being prepared like it's, it's basically the the um the sentiment behind it is you, you no one's ever it's never just luck right it's luck comes but you have to mm -hmm. be ready to execute on it and yeah take, that take opportunity, advantage of it take the opportunity yeah. right so we had said after we opened the first studio or the shift on meeting street that I just called the realtor. I said, you, or I think she came in. She said, she's a client. We, we converted our real estate into our client. Okay. Like, That's clever, how you know you're really good. Clever. Yeah. And I think I just said to her in passing the first class she took, I said, hey, now you know what we do and you know the mm -hmm. spot. Like we're sort of kind of rebels. We don't want anything in a strip mall, anything that we want something cool and unique. And um, she sort of knew the parameters we're looking for. I said, if you ever see anything, just always keep your eyes out for us. We're always looking to maybe yeah. grow and do other things. And not a week later, she sends us oh like a spot gosh. that we had actually been talking about. Yeah. Um, we we're, were talking about like a different sides of town. And if we did this in West yeah. Ashley, where we do it. And she sent us a dream spot. And it's um, it's a very high traffic. It's a very unique spot. The layout's very unique. And it's going to a lot of opportunity to maybe do stuff above and beyond Pilates. Yeah. Uh, so that it, so we it was an opportunity. You know, it would be an opportunity cost of not taking the opportunity. Yeah. So uh, totally unprepared for it. Totally <laughs> not in the timeline that I'd ever Always. think about opening two studios. Yep. Um, but we have a little build out time so we can take our time a little bit, but yeah, nice. there'll be a second shift in 2024. Wow. That's exciting. Yes. So excited. <laughs> Are you now excited? Know, this like, was, uh... It was terror for like the first two months. Oh, for sure. Oh, I have moments of terror all the time, but I think now going through shift, the first shift and being like that process that it took mm -hmm. that it, we went through to get there. I trust that this is going to be another one. And I think you just have to be open to, just taking it day in and day out and, you know, know that something might not work out and to kind of actually be like how much we've failed. I've failed. You've failed. You, we are not afraid of failure. It's like, we'll just turn and try something shift. else. We'll shift into something else. You know, like life is going to keep going on. And what's more important is the experience that we're getting along the way and what, how I'm to me, it's how I'm being stretched, how I'm being kind of pushed further along in my own yeah. personal growth and my experience. So 
that I wouldn't give up for the world. So, so it's so funny how much business is cliche, right? Like, but it's true. They're all true, right? So when they tell you like failure, like you have to absolutely fail on a cellular <laughs> level to like to get it, right? You have to get so burned to really understand what a what that tastes like, b how that happened what to avoid going in the future. Well, and who are you when you fail? Like, who do you... Hey, what are you, you made of, how do you, right? Yeah, like, what what you, you how of? do you show up when you're in the middle of absolute... But failure? gosh, someone can say that, right? And if you hadn't really failed, you go, oh, yeah, well, I, you know, I can I can imagine failing or I can, you know, the, or my fear, like of, or my fear yeah. of failure is enough to avoid yeah. that. But <laughs> there's some things that, you, that happen in failure that are never transmutable through a book or through a textbook. You just cannot ever learn it that way. So... My and especially on that restaurant scale, because it was it was it was on Folly Road. It was yeah, and it it was you look at it as a failure because you're not open. But I still I still run the people who are like, dude, that was like my favorite restaurant. Yeah. Or dude, I I engaged my girl. You know, memories <laughs> made there. Things yeah. happen there, right? Yeah. And so I'm still touched when people say that. Or I used to, you know, we did playlists there, and they were like, I still listen to your playlist from oh. from the restaurant. So I, I'm I'm sort of walking back that failure thought in my head still mm-hmm. to this day. What constitutes like it what being constitutes a failure? a failure? Would I have yeah. this cleaning business? Would I have this yeah. Pilates studio? Yeah. Would I even have Diana? Right. Who knows? Right. So, you know, those lessons that you hear, they're 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 true. You've done so much of the foundational work with the first one. It's like, I mean, I don't have kids. You don't have four. So having the first one, you know, you yeah. learn yeah. so much. Right. Yeah. So with the second one, you've done all that. There will guaranteed be new challenges mm. and new right. problems and new growth. Right. It's not, oh, will there, you know, w- will we make mistakes? It's what, what mistakes will we make? Right. But I think having that experience, especially like having both of y'all's experience combined is really valuable for this. Well, and I, I feel like I really trust myself and I really trust us and the way we work together and the way that I approach things. You know, everything I do is, does that feel authentic to me? Does mm-hmm. that feel good to me? Is that what you really want to do? And not being like, what are other people going to think about that? Is everybody going to like that? It's not what I think other people will think. It's like, mm-hmm. well, what do you think about it? Like, what do I think about it? Yeah. How do we feel about it? And it's just going back to that. And I just really trust that. So, yeah, that's yeah. huge. There, you know, and, and there's so many decisions. That in, and I probably should have said this earlier on about the restaurants. I did it without a partner. And that yeah. is yeah. such yeah. a, that, probably, <laughs> probably top three lessons I've learned from that is that yeah. any sort of endeavor worth doing. At, and trying to get <laughs> to a certain alone. scale, you can't. And no. it's not, yeah. it's really not even hands on deck. It's the caring, mm-hmm. right? So it's it's someone that ultimately will care as much as you. And yes. having that is invaluable because if you don't, it feels so lonely. Yeah. It can feel so scary and so lonely because like, ultimately I'm the only one that cares. And ultimately I'm the only one that's like. It all falls like, on me. It all falls on me. So, you know, working with Shannon for the last six years really developed my ability to be a partner because it was the first time I had done it. So I think I showed up to this partnership mm. with a lot of sort of things worked out in my mind how 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 to more optimally work as a partnership. Um, but it's been great, and we and we've learned things about ourselves that I don't think we would have learned by decorating our living room. I mean, maybe we would have. Yeah. But we learned things like what styles that our styles are actually closer than we thought, or our blended vision sort of works in yeah. its own tier, yeah. right? Yeah. So her she's got her style, I got my style, but together. Yeah interlaced it sort of turns into something else like you mentioned 
the your your three year fast track to an MBA, like the most intense MBA Total. ever. Total. Business is that way for personal growth. Like how many things mm. have you improved about yourself mm-hmm. and your relationship mm-hmm. and the relationship with your kids because of your, you know, trials and tribulations in business? Mm. It's I I feel like it's like jet lag. It's almost like edge of of too much growth and discomfort because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's always a little faster. It always hits a little bit harder mm. than you want it to. Mm-hmm. But I mean, even like doing this for two years, looking back, like I in a good way, feel like a much different person. Mm-hmm. Like if you, we talked before, if you aren't growing, you're done. Right. Well, how does your relationship feel? It's grown. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. It has grown. I mean, and that's what being in a relationship and also being in business together, like we're, we're not married, but we are, you know, yeah. like so many people are like, when are you getting married? When are you getting married? I'm like, yeah. we have a business together. Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel very solid and we're committed because we have a business together. I yeah. sort of feel like it gives it almost a lightning rod, but in a good way, right? Like it gets like almost like a monument in your relationship where it's something to sort of tether back to all the time, like to, to, to always sort of come back to it. It's a sort of a binding agent in a way. Yeah. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, definitely. It's like you said. It's like Either you're going to make it work or it's not going to work. And it's like, those are your options. Do you want to work or do you not, to want, not want to work? Because if it's not yeah. working, then that's it. Like, you know? Yeah. So you got to do what you got to do to make it work. So it's so funny. We're um, hiring our first sort of key employee. And I hate to say on a corporate level, but I guess on a on a managerial or mm-hmm. management level. And, you know, I've had this conversation with whether it was in publishing, if I was managing a sales team or in the restaurant hiring a GM or any position where I was sort of needed like a lot of the person and this person is going to live our lives with us, right? Basically, I mean, our lives are so intertwined with our kids and Mm -hmm. the business and the two businesses. And, you know, I have that, try to have the conversation with them like, you got to give me everything. Yeah. You got to give me your life. But what I'm going to give back to you is a way to have autonomy while you Mm -hmm. do that, right? Where it's not tethered to a cube. Yeah. Where it's not, it's sort of it's it's a job where every day is different, but and I and I sort of need you to be thinking about it all the time, in <laughs> yes. a way, right? Yes. Sort of if you're going to be on that level, if I'm going to pay you as sort of that yeah. level and and ride with us You'd that be level, thinking like an owner. Yeah, and I think I told them that I said, listen, I'm not trying to hire an employee. Yeah, I, I've I've got forty of them in the cleaning business, and we're we're good on employees. You, I'm you trying to hire a colleague. A colleague. I'm yeah. trying to hire a colleague, like a partner, right? Yeah. Basically, a partner. Yeah, and and so. You know, we found that person. It's interesting that then they're at like such a pivotal point in their life. They're like late twenties, and they're like getting out of that sort of nine to five, and and have yeah. the aspirations of where you you are in life or where yeah. we are in life. And so it's it's so interesting. Like now, I can take this person and sort of introduce them to that world yes. of where it it this is probably your whole life. I'm assuming my whole it's your entire, entire life. life. But, but do you not feel like you have more freedom than you ever had in your life? Yes, and it's like how do you how? explain that? I know. How do you explain <laughs> that? Like I could literally go home all week and not do a thing. But God, I'm not going to. Yeah. But I could. You yeah. could. But I have. Yeah. yeah. It's like the the most amount of freedom, but yet discipline. Yeah. And also like desire like i love to work yeah but you don't realize you're working right well it's like, just constant to me and that's it's just, just life. my life just i don't life. really notice yeah. it i just manage my day and my life and the way i do things that like my job in this business is my life so yeah. i'm not sitting here thinking okay work's over 
Right. You know, okay, time to go to work. And, and, just... and what can be challenging about that is people often equate work to That's nine to five. It's and they'll, so they'll be like, oh, well, so you've got something, you can do whatever you, you want. It's like, dude, no, dude, I'm work like. Or they're like, oh, do you not do you not want to be done at five? Or they kind of like shame you for thinking about it all the time. Totally. No, because there's yeah. the stigma of like there's the nine to five and the you know I clock in and clock out. And kind of like that mindset. And then there's someone who, you know, is an owner and wants to grow. And it's just, it's like neither one is bad, but like respect that. I think it was, do you follow the Hormozies? Yes. Layla was just like, I love to work. Like, sorry. Like, I just love to work. I love to do it all the time. And like, she found someone who also just loves to work. But then, you know, like where I'm at in life, like I have a lot of friends who Potentially just like don't understand. Yeah. Right. And they're like, oh, you're so stressed all the time. You have these problems. I'm like, I'm choosing this. You're right. choosing And I think right. that's, that's exactly what I was going to say. I think if you challenged her of why she loves to work so much, I, it's because she designs her her work, right? She designs right. what she yeah. does. She does. She has. I choose the, the when I work. She I choose. choose. You're exactly. in charge. Or what you're working on, right? Yeah. I don't have time restraints on what I do. I mean, I do it when it. When I need to do it or when I want to mm-hmm. do it, and I don't even think of it as like, oh, I want, I go, I just go do it because I want to, because I enjoy it, because it's mine. So I'm just fascinated. So if anyone ever finds an elegant way of saying that, I, I've I've always struggled to say that because I, I said it to that, to to our hire uh, Emily. I said I, I'm gonna need your life, but you have to say <laughs> in a way like I'm not actually asking for your yeah. life in a time way. Like yeah, yes. there's gonna be a lot of time involved. But it's, it's the like caring. I need you to focus. Yeah. I need you to care. I need yeah. you to care and have it just feel like it's your life. Yeah. Like you feel. Thank yeah. you. We, we need to shift our mindset from working from that nine to five or like you're on and then you're off. Mm. I think it's just maybe the way of the world of the future is that like you do something you care about for a company you care about, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's okay to care. Like it's cool to it's care. It's cool to care, It's cool kids. to care. It's yeah, cool. I yeah. know. I remember being told that in like high school. Like it's okay. It's cool to care. Well, normally <laughs> you're like, go get a job, make sure you make money, get your benefits, go do that. Leave. Like that was the up, up, the number one priority, you know. And we all did. We did that, and we were miserable. Now we're like, okay, we want to care. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and autonomy, right? I think that's always. I remember. A buddy saying to me, like, I was like, oh, I'm not, you know, it's, it's, I'm not making as much money as I'd wish at this point, or the business isn't as big as I wish it was. And he's always like, you already won, dude. You already mm. won. And when he said that, I thought, oh, yeah, when I was sitting in that publishing, it was so funny. I tell people I was at that publishing company for 10 years, and informative years, 23 to 33. Yeah. And I remember probably about 27 or 28, I'd go into one of the director's office before I became a director, and I'd say to him, oh, my God, I've been here forever. This is like my whole life. And he was old. He was probably in his yeah. 50s at that age. At that point, he was like, your whole life, bro. Like, yeah, you don't even know. You've been here for seven years. Like, this is going to look back, and this is going to be a sliver. But mm-hmm. at that point, it felt like, oh, my so gosh, relative. I've been here forever. And I'm like, this is all that I'm ever going to be. And and so it's such a long journey, you know, and, and the ebbs and flows of it all. But I once I got out of that and I, and I was talking to that buddy, and he said, you've already made it out, dude, because you felt like a jail cell when you were there at that publishing company, even though it's a great job. It felt like a jail cell. Autonomy is what you. Yeah. Being, no one tells you what to do or where to go. You do. You know where to go. Yeah. Just picturing like I'm sure y'all picturing back to when you were in like high school or college when you were at in jobs, you probably were thinking like, they should do it like this. I think there's a better way of doing it. Or like, what oh, if we yeah. do it sure. this way? And imagine yeah. not being able to do it that way. Yeah. And that's where I'm like, yo, this is hard, but I can't imagine sitting there and being like, I'm not in charge. 
Oh, you I know? couldn't either. No. No. We're not controlling the vibe even. In the way, vibe. Right? The vibe of it all, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I love to know shifting. I think shift is such a such a great name. Shifting back to Pilates for a little bit, what is something that you wish that everyone knew or understood about Pilates? You know, I think often we are we are taught, or for some reason, the way that the our lives are built is that exercise is like another thing to do for an hour out of your day. So like you work nine to five, just like we were talking about, and you have to go to the gym. You do that every day. And while, yes, I do offer Pilates classes for 50 minutes and people have to fit it into their day somehow, Pilates isn't necessary. That's not just what Pilates is. Like to me, Pilates is, like I said, like it's the way I talk to myself. It's the way I relate to other people. It's the way my body relates to the environment around me. When I go up the stairs, when I go down the stairs, when I'm picking up things, when I'm picking up my kids, like, you know, and holding them or putting them down. I I just don't think Pilates is just another workout form. And while it is part of fitness and it is what makes you fit, it's it's just part of life. And I had a mentor that said, um, you, you don't know who you are unless you know where you are. And so she meant like where you are in your body. And one of the terms I use is grounded, lifted, shifted. And so being grounded is like feeling grounded in your feet, feeling grounded and connected and lifted is your core. So like having a lifted core, you know, being upright, proud, confident, interacting with the world around you, the people, but also being able to not pour out all of your energy into somebody else or to take on somebody else's energy or somebody else's problems. Shifted to me is like the mind. You're shifting your mind. You're shifting your state in some way, shape or form. So for me, just after 14 years in growing physically, my personal growth, like processing and working through some personal stuff and childhood, Pilates has been that constant thing that has always helped guide me through any other situation in my life. Focus, concentration, breathing, you know, connected to yourself, mind and body connected. I mean, imagine approaching any situation in your life with those sensations in your body. So. You know what I would, how I'd answer that question? Because I, I think my answer is maybe Way shorter, shorter than I just did. Well, definitely, yeah, that was beautiful. Definitely yeah, shorter. You. I mean, I brought a tear in my eye. I'm just yeah. looking at right now. <laughs> no, and I love when she um, riffs like that, especially about the um, sort of metaphysical, sort of higher up, sort of more of a macro holistic view of it. I... I think maybe just the way my mind works, I think of it more pragmatically. Mm-hmm. Um, just how, like, for me, I was never a big stretcher and a runner. And I was like, oh, stretching such a waste of time. Right? It is, but it's so valuable. But I, and I was just like, couldn't get myself to ever, but like, Pilates sit down and stretch me. You're supposed to stretch me yeah. before. No, I'm not. You're I like, did wait, not wait, finish. wait, wait, wait. I did not finish. <laughs> you're saying I it did wrong. not finish. <laughs> um, and, you know, with running, you're supposed to stretch before and after. Like, it's a big part of it. I guess I just didn't like when I do Pilates, the the way my body just feels so open. And I just think like there's not a sport out there. Like I thought I said to her the other day, if there is one golfer who's not doing Pilates, they're they're insane and don't have the right team around. Them. 
Because there's no way it's not beneficial for your limberness, for your ability to rotate, for your ability to be more upright. And golf is so much about posture and about stance. Like that's all the sort of principles of Pilates. And then even to like, as a, like a, a a cool down or a way of like, after you work out, to come in as a recovery process, like the value of it, like, and then the, the sort of older people that it could help Oh, yeah. unbelievable. Like, I'm like, I would know for a fact I'll be doing this well into my hopefully 70s and 80s because oh, it, yeah. it, my mom just went for the first time the other day oh. and she loved it. Yeah. I mean, she's a sporty 73 year old and yeah. she got a lot of value out of it. Yeah. So it, it's it, it, there's just the amount of things that can benefit for people that are already doing their own sort of fitness thing. Yeah. I always like to think about it like that. Well, like, I call it baseline. It's like a baseline thing. You can, well, do you want to rock climb? Do you want to play tennis really well? Like, do you want to keep doing those things for yeah. a long time? You kind of need to do Pilates. And the thing is, like, I, I also want to say about Pilates, it's not just having to go to a studio and work on a reformer. There's mat Pilates. And that's, you don't need anything except a floor mm-hmm. and a mat. And, you know, maybe a ball and a magic circle, you know, if you really wanted to. But you can do it with no props. And mm-hmm. it's harder it's harder to do mat Pilates because it's just you and gravity. Yeah. And the connections that we teach in Pilates, that's why the equipment is there, is to help you learn the feelings in the body that you would aim for on the floor. Hmm. So I don't know if you know this about Joseph Pilates, but he was a prisoner. Oh. Uh, for a while. Hmm. And for what? Um, he, he murdered 700 people. No, well, no, I don't think he murdered 700. It's very mysterious. Joseph okay, Pilates okay. was a, a mysterious and person. We made the connection. She married a Joseph. Oh yeah. my goodness. The right. Kismet, I mean. This is and too much. we got married the day after his Joseph Pilates birthday. This is all too much. We almost got married really on his that. birthday. Oh wow. That would have been. <laughs> like, that was not intentional. None of that was intentional. No. It was going to sound super lame if anyone thinks that was intentional. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you it was not. <laughs> it was not intentional. No, it wasn't. But, um, he was a prisoner of war. Um, hmm. for a while and he imagined being in a room caged yeah they called him there's a book called the caged lion that is amazing oh. if i would recommend to any i recommend all my people i teach to read it and they love it so when you're in a jail cell for a long time imagine i just this just clicked in my head today what would how would you strengthen your body you don't have weights i don't know if he ever got out of his room i don't know if he ever got to go work out you know he laid on the floor and worked his body and so that's where Matt Pilates came from. And then I think when he came out, he started, he's an inventor. He created all these apparatus mm-hmm. that mostly with springs that are developed to help you feel the connections that mm. people had a hard time feeling on the floor. And it's more about juicing out the muscles, squeezing out the muscles, stretching and juicing and squeezing. But you have to do that with activation. And so how do you activate? You know, like just yeah. with no, with nothing. You just, yeah. how do you just act it so it's that's where it came from right so somebody sitting in a jail cell yeah that's wow that's a cool story yes and uh this book called the cage lion by jonathan Steele, i believe is his name i could be a little wrong on that but um he talks about the zone getting into the zone and mm-hmm. so he talks a little bit about joseph pilates being in a in a prison cell moving his body he created this whole flow this whole system that builds and compounds upon itself and it works the entire body front back and there's no spot training in pilates so we're never just working one Mm -hmm. part of the body at a time 
it's constantly full body that's engagement. That's why it's so hard. That's why it's, it's like so you hard. You focus on this. You're like, well, don't forget about this. I'm like, oh, okay. Right. <laughs> well, and you said you were in the. You felt really relaxed after. That's being in the zone. Mm. That's embodiment. That's mm. pure embodiment. So there's a meditative, yeah, aspect to it with the moving of your body. So instead of sitting and meditating without moving, you're almost meditating within the movements. So that's embodied. It's an embodied movement practice. Yeah. That makes know? a ton of sense now. Yeah. yeah. And your mind cannot focus on anything exactly. else. Yeah. So what happens is all the stuff going on in your life that you're constantly ruminating on gets shut off. All the energy gets shut off for a minute for an hour or however, 10 minutes, however long you go to do your Pilates and all energy pauses and you get a, you get a step back away from it. And then you shift your body, you shift your mind, and then you walk out and you reapproach these situations from mm-hmm. the calm, grounded, shifted person that you are. And just imagine if everybody could approach situations in their lives from that place. Yeah. Rather than this like, Oh, I got to do all this. I got this person. I should be doing this. I need to be doing this, right? Like all shuts off when you're doing Pilates. It should shut off when you're doing yeah, Pilates. there you go. I love that there's, this, there's a guy named Joseph Pilates. It's just so funny. I'm like, is there like a Jimmy Yoga? Is there? Oh like my a, goodness. Is, <laughs> well, that's like thousands. Many, many, many people are going to be surprised that it's actually named. Oh yeah. Guy, yeah. And most people that do Pilates and even Pilates instructors don't even know that there was a Joseph yeah, Pilates. where it came from. Right. Yeah. Wow. To wrap up, you know, we are on the Healthy Charleston podcast. So I'd love to know, looking into the new year, which is wild in 2024, I know. what are each of you, we'll go separately so you can't cheat, <laughs> working on and hoping to improve with your health and wellness? What are you focusing on right now? I'll go first because my answer will be far less okay, informative than yours. <laughs> uh, my big thing, honestly, like I'll go through periods where I'm like, oh, I've got to really ramp it up. And I've got to, like I said, I go to go to the boot camp five days next week or I've got to run a certain amount of miles. There was last summer I tried this thing where I had to average a certain mile per day, right? So I was like, I've got to average four miles per day. No, you running. said per, it was per month, remember? No, it was monthly oh. total, but monthly per total. day average right. had to be a oh, certain yeah. mileage. Right? So like if you so, didn't run one day, you'd have to run extra the next so day. So in yeah. June, I did three miles and I got it all the way up to, I averaged five miles a, a day for Oof. a month. And I, and I, and then, but then I would not want to do it ever again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Like, I'm done. So I'm done. I never want to run again. <laughs> I'm totally done. I'm, but like, I'm like that. Like I gotta set myself a goal. I do it. And then I'm like, I'm done with that. But what I've realized is that it's like really a consistency of self-control, especially for me. It's like the self-control over food, alcohol, like lifestyle choices mm-hmm. that I want to get better at having more control over, which which will obviously set the table for me to want to be more healthy in fitness terms and working out more and doing it in a more you know, programmatic, strategic way instead of just going a million miles per hour right. and trying to break mm-hmm. some yep. stupid goal I set for myself. So really self-control for me is the mantra of 2024. And I'm hoping if I'm displaying self-control in my intake choices that it'll also... You know what I think they call that? Uh, being an adult. Balance. Growing up. Balance. 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 Yes. Balance. <laughs> and, but, but like anything, you always hope your cup floweth over from one part of your life to another, right? So I always feel like if you really focus on something, maybe in fitness and in health, mind being self-control, that sort of newfound 
consciousness around mm-hmm. self-control will spill out to other parts of my life. So that's, totally. that's Love where it. I'm at. Thank you for sharing. All right. Nailed it. Diana. Your turn. Nailed well, it. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, um, this is going to sound funny, but I kind of I kind of have the same goal, honestly. I've been thinking about it every year. I come up with a theme for what I want that year to mm-hmm. be. Last 2023 was creativity. Scratch that. It. And I think I you did. accomplished it. Yeah. I did it. Um, so, and I am, I'm, that's maybe where we're alike. Like, I like to get obsessed about things. I like, I can lose weight really quickly. I can, I can do things really fast with my body. I can do it because I know how to do what I've been doing forever, but I can also things slingshot back in the mm-hmm. other direction. So, I guess now that we have the business going, I'd like to see how I live my life as a business owner with a little more of an evenness, which is balance, right? It's just going deeper into what balance is from where I am now and not where I was two years ago or three years ago. Yeah. I mean, a completely new routine from this time last year. I'm sure. You You know, I guess now I don't know if it's my age, but I'm like more concerned concerned with what is going to be sustainable. Yes. For sure. You know. That and not being so polar. I think that's what we were. Oh my gosh. So we'd go, oh, we drank a little bit too much the last couple of weeks. So we're not going to drink for three months. And that means not a drip. And then so we take it away over. And then a rubber (laughs) band snaps back. And like, all right, now we're going to be rock stars for three months, apparently. (laughs) You have to, I don't want to, you know, I don't think either of us don't like the inertia of that and what that sort of causes and it sort of tugs at you. Um, So I think, yeah, just a. Balance. A balance. balance. And I think that, what does that require? Um, just smart decision making, mindfulness. Mindfulness. Yeah. I said it. Got it. Good. Gold star for you. Awesome. I love that. And then lastly, how can our listeners find you and connect with you and get started at Shift? Her eyes just got so wide. I think she's like, that's your job. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Well, there's (laughs) Our website will be the most informative. That's shiftbodyshop.com, shiftbodyshop.com. And then we also have an app. We have our own app, which is very cool. That's a little less informative, but more of the nuts and bolts of booking that's class cool. and booking. Yeah, yeah, so that's just in if you go to either the uh, Android or the uh, iOS store, you can go there and get the – just type in Shift Pilates Body Shop and it will come up. Put the body journal there. It could be a digital body journal. That's Ooh. cool. Yeah, like after your workout, it oh just like God. pings you. Yeah. Can I get royalties for that? that? Might, did you write that down? Write <laughs> well, that it's down. recorded. So. It is recorded. It is always recorded. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's how you find us. Our website, our app. Love it. Cool. Awesome. Diane and Joe, thank you so much yes, for sharing with us. Thank you for inviting pleasure. us. Yeah. 40 of the cleaning business. This is awesome. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Healthy Charleston podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. If you're looking to connect or try a Pilates class at Shift Pilates Body Shop, all those links are in the show notes below. Otherwise, make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode and have a great week. Bye.